Hello, everybody. Um, we're here. We're back. All that good stuff. Um, today, we're going to be talking about the autumn statement, Jeremy Hunt's budget. Um, call it what you will. It's both things. Uh, firstly, if you could let me know if you were there in the comments, that would be absolutely top. Um, obviously, we've had to pull this one together um, at short notice. So it's not fully comprehensive, but it's decent enough. We've got some decent reaction as well, and really looking to get your reaction to how this is going to affect your life. We've also got some stuff pulled together um, about the effects already of what's been going on, certainly the last 12 years, maybe even before. Um, but before we go on in the time on a tradition, if you want to support our work, patreon.com forward slash cowdaily. That's patreon.com forward slash cowdaily. Also, if you want to make a one-off contribution to our work, PayPal links in the description. Cheers, dudes. Lovely. Right. What's been happening then? Let's have a look, shall we? See what's going on. Right. What have we here? <laughs> God, it feels uh, the, the feelings. The feelings. Here it comes. Running very slow today. This was from uh, the I paper yesterday. Hunt reveals UK's new age of austerity. Cheers. Lovely. Fantastic. So this is some of the stuff that's been going on today. StreamYard's run incredibly slow today, so please do bear with us um, if it does drop out. And let us know in the comments if, if you're not hearing this properly as well. I don't know why it's running this way, but it is. Anyway, UK, now in recession, the OBR, which is the Office for Budgetary Responsibility, has judged that the UK is now in a recession. Like other countries, Hunt reveals. Well, we'll interrogate how deep and for how long on that later by comparing it to the EU's forecasts. Hunt says GDP is forecast to shrink by 1.4% next year. GDP is gross domestic product, and it's a way economists can measure um, economies before return to growth in 2024. Hunt maintains. So, what was what's been uh, else been said? Unemployment is forecast to rise from 3.6% today to 4.9% in 2024 before falling to 4.1%. Hunt says, obviously, these are just forecasts, and there's a lot of moving parts out there in the world: climate change, war in Ukraine. Um, many others so that's a forecast what does that mean in reality i mean what we want to try and do within this particular show which i don't see in a lot of other shows which is why i want to do it is interrogate what this actually means to people generally people look at growth and numbers and that benefits an increasingly smaller amount of people in society generally so later on we'll be looking at some of the impacts on actual real people's lives. Um, so what else? Hunt confirms tax allowance and threshold being further frozen and top rate threshold for income tax being reduced. We're just going to report this stuff one after the other fires um, and react to it a bit further down the lane. So what that means is the threshold for the top rate of income tax, 45% will come down from 150,000 to 125,000. Allowances and thresholds for income tax, national insurance and inheritance tax will be frozen for a further two years, going up to April 2028. 
Hunt says, even with this freeze, we'll still have the most generous set of tax-free, blah, 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 whatever. We'll interrogate you later, pal. The dividend allowance will be cut from 2000 to 1000 next year and then to £500 in April 2024. Get this, though. And electric vehicles will no longer be exempt from vehicle excise duty, he says. Great. How's COP27 going? Or went? It goes on. Hunt says extending windfall tax on energy firms will raise extra 14 billion. Hunt covers changes to business taxes and saying he will maintain the VAT threshold and he will confirm and he confirms he's extending the windfall tax. Says he's in favor of tax on genuine windfalls. It should be a hell of a lot more. Look at the profits for energy firms. Hunt says government commitment to building size well C nuclear power plant. <laughs> Hunt turns to growth. As Labour MPs, J.A. claims to, they have never been interested in growth. Energy is part of the growth plan, he says, and he says there will be an acceleration of efforts to make the UK energy independent. He says the government will go ahead with building a new nuclear power plant, Sizewell C. You might not know what the crack is with Sizewell C and who has stakes in it. So the project was proposed by a consortium of EDF Energy, which is the, the French uh, national firm, 100% nationalised now, Um as Macron took the final 20% in um, due to the cost of living, which has enabled them only to have bills rise by 4%. Also, and this is very interesting, the China General Nuclear Power Group, which owns 80% at ADF and 20% China General Nuclear Power Group, respectively. The power station is expected to meet up to 7% of the UK's demand if it comes into service. So, just a little look at this one before we go back into it. What the hell is going on here? Because China's been put forward as the new great Satan, so to speak. Um, the new um, big enemy and, and, and. And yet, they're effectively allowing the people who are told the Cold War enemy to have a, what is effectively a static nuclear bomb positioned on British soil. Like, what? It's all, is this all a myth? Is like, do they expect us not to notice this shit? Like, on the one hand, you want us to like hate people just because they're from one country and tell us they're the enemy. But on the other hand, you want to let them have a static nuclear bomb on British soil. Jesus Christ, man, just get fucked. Um, right, we'll go on, shall we? See what else this rotter bag has to say. Let's have a look. Streamyard working slow again. Right, so moving on. Hunt says he's increasing the NHS budget in the next two years by 3.3 billion. Great, you might think. We'll interrogate that later on what it means. He says that Banda Pritchard, the NHS England chief executive, says this will allow the NHS to fulfill its key priorities. And he says the devolved government will get its funding too. Okay. Um, this one, though, Hunt turns to innovation. He jokes about being a former entrepreneur. It's a self-deprecating joke. Not important. He says, Sir Patrick Valance, the government's chief scientific advisor, will advise on how to, the government can use its Brexit freedoms to diverge from EU regulations in digital life sciences, green industries, financial services, and advanced manufacturing. I think we all know what that actually bloody means. Like, that means that our rights... Um, and regulations which protect us in work are going to be bonfired. And 
once again, I'll keep harping on this. I was asked, did I think this was going to happen pre-Brexit? Yes. Yes, of course it was. This was all really bloody obvious. And they'll dress it up as freedom. That's what they do. National living wage to rise by 9.7% next year, Hunt says. Hunt says he, is he accepting a recommendation for the low pay commission and increasing the national living wage by 9.7% next year. That means from April the 23rd, the hourly rate will be £10.42, which represents an annual pay rise worth of £1,600 to a full-time worker. Um, sounds good, but knee good, given the cost of living. And it's just, what does it actually mean? in real terms um well we'll we'll see based on the price of things um also campaigners have been calling for a 15 pounds an hour living wage because that would be a living wage um i mean we go back to george osborne when he was chancellor started calling something that absolutely isn't a living wage a living wage rent rises in social rented sector to be capped at seven percent hun says Hunt says rent increases in the social rented sector will be capped at 7%. People in the social rented sector, including my parents, I just, I'm going to just tell you a story, right? They've been waiting on a new fucking front door, which has been leaking for a year. That means house proud people that they are. My mom has kept that house spotless the entire... I grew up in that house. That means they've had no carpet for nearly a year in the front passage because they wouldn't want to put one in in case it rots. So how about a fucking rebate or you cut rent? Like, how about understanding that these things are not fit for fucking purpose? And what we don't need is housing, housing fucking, that isn't, oh, fucking hell. I'm really sorry. I just get so, it's so fucking personal. There was this stuff and I just have to stop myself from losing the plot. The difference is, right, a lot of people are going to do this kind of stuff and talk about this stuff. They don't come from our backgrounds. They don't feel this stuff. They don't know what it is. Apart from a poverty safari, they go on with a camera and go, oh, that must be terrible for you. That must be awful. I'm fucking seeing it, man. So anyway, Hunt says energy price guaranteed to be extended with unit prices capped, so average bills are no more than £3,000. Hunt says compassion is great. Oh, fuck off. I'm not reading this, you fucking... Honestly, these people. On energy bills, he says the energy price guarantee will be extended for 12 months from April. Unit prices will be capped, and the average household will pay £3,000, he said. He says there will also be further payments for help help for fucking energy bills for pensioners for poor households and for disabled people right we'll interrogate that later as well please if you're seeing this give give you reactions and interrogate this as we go along i've pulled this together in just over an hour and in real time while watching this shit play out uh, Hunt confirms benefits and pensions rising by 10.1% next year in line with inflation. Hunt ends by confirming that benefits and pensions will rise in line with inflation. Benefits will go up in line with the inflation rate in September. 10.1%, he says, this will cost £11 billion, but an average family and universal credit will gain by £600. Right then, let's see what, what is I saying in the comments. That's a whistle-stop tour. And as I said, it's not comprehensive, but there's some of the main points there. Right. Let's have a look. 
Carlos is saying. Good day, mate. Come on, StreamYard. Oh, my God. Come on, StreamYard. Good day, mate. More austerity. The austerity death toll of 350,000 added to the 200,000 plus COVID death toll will continue to rise. Perhaps the Irish famine death toll is a target. <laughs> I mean, nothing, nothing. We can't put anything past these people, man. Like, at all. Like, ever. Oh, God. You can just, it's more austerity, isn't it? Check this out, right? What Carlos is saying. So this is about a month old, and this is a, a the the excess deaths. Actually, I'll just read it. Over it's from the Guardian. Over three hundred thirty thousand excess deaths in Great Britain linked to austerity. Find study research comes as government signals fresh round of public spending cuts. What I was going to say was this is actually a higher figure than what was previously um, predicted. This is a fresh study. So it says more than 330,000 excess deaths in Great Britain in recent years can, can be attributed to spending cuts to public services and benefits introduced by a UK government pursuing austerity policies according to an academic study. The authors of the study suggest additional deaths between 2012 and 2019 prior to the COVID pandemic reflect an increase in people dying prematurely after experience, reduced income, ill health, poor nutrition and housing and social isolation. It goes on. Previously improving mortality trends started a change for the worst after austerity policies introduced in 2010 when tens of billions of pounds began to be cut from public spending by the Tory-led coalition government, the study says. The study published in the Journal of Epidemiology and Community Health found that there were 334,327 excess deaths beyond the expected number in England, Wales and Scotland over the eight-year period. Right. A few more of your comments and we will crack on with some other stuff linked to austerity. Honestly, StreamYard is annoying as shit. Bob Grady says, OBR recession is being used by Hunt, even though the recession is more down to actions of the Tory government over the last decade. Indeed, Bob. Indeed. Right, I'm just going to pull something up real quick here. Um, this is a tough one to watch, right? But this is um, a BBC report on the, on the effects of austerity and what people are going through. Um, I mean, I've cried watching this, so strap yourselves in and check out what, what is actually going on here, man. There's Zenuel, there's Lysander, and there's myself, dad, single father, living in a one-bedroom flat. I'll come in and I will sleep here. I will literally sleep here, so we're like that. And then what happened, he tends to come round because he wants some warmth. He'll come over to me and cuddle up to me. So we all end up sleeping like that. It's, it's just ridiculous. Nine years I've been here. Three of us sleeping in one bed. And I'm not the only one in this position. There are families all over Bristol going through situations like what we're going through. Some worse than others. And I really can't take any more of this. <laughs> this is the first time I'm at Jesus. You've got to find the times when they're putting the prices down. If you don't get there in the morning, 
Um, it's usually at the night so they, when they switch over. That with the cheese, we went without cheese for a while because the prices weren't changing on that. They weren't putting them down. So I had to wait. Literally, I had to save to buy cheese. Yeah, what I do, I take, I take the money out so I know I don't go over, so I stay within that budget. If I go over, then I'll put stuff back. No, they haven't got any, any in today. No, can't afford to get that. Right, no, we can't get that because that's going to eat the money up. You let the little ones eat and whatever is left, then I would eat it. So I'll take basically scraps off of there. Sounds horrible to say that, and it's scraps. <laughs> you can't turn the water on because that's going to... You, you'll be out of pocket. So what I have to do, and it does save money, fill this kettle, Max, and I'll boil that. So I would use this to have a bath with. You're living on the bare minimum as it is anyway. And then everything around you is going up. It's like being in a, um, a sinking ship and you've got a teaspoon to get the water out to save yourself. That's what it's like. Right. As you can see, that's a massively tough watch. Um, uh, yeah. It's hor horrible to see. I mean, and this story is it's everywhere, isn't it? Everywhere. And I think partly why people don't realize is, is when people tend to talk about, like, you know, we've all been asked, how are you doing? If you're a person who tells the truth, watch how quickly people switch off. Not everybody. There's lots of people with empathy out there. There's a hell of a lot of people who haven't got any and just want to put it down to whinging or not working hard enough or whatever. Don't tell me that man there wouldn't be out doing whatever he could if it was going to like pay. Because there's so many people that are actually trapped, um, single parents, childcare. We all know the issues. Um, and that, that man there's crying, man. He's doing his fucking level best for his kids. And what he needs is help. And the type of growth we need is a growth of happiness. A society should be measured on the happiness of its population, not on growth numbers. Because those growth numbers, you can do whatever you want and talk about economics, whatever you want. What it actually means to people's real lives is what we've just seen on that video. It's also... Um, a whole host of other things and um sorry this is really like tough this is just tough like researching this stuff every day i'm just gonna go off piece a little bit researching this stuff every day it has an impact like um it's having an impact and i didn't worry i am taking the necessary precautions and rest and i'm not gonna go back and i certainly can't afford to get ill again that's a fact um but I am resting, and I, I like I. I want to share something with you because, like, it can make you hate this stuff, you know. Like, it make make you hate the people that are doing it. And I asked my partner, um, to watch us and just say, like, don't let us succumb to hate. Like, your full permission to hold us accountable. And um, I'm not gonna be dragged down to their level. And I'm fortunate I've got people in my life who won't let that happen. But 
it's a new one on me that I felt like I was slipping into that and I couldn't control it myself. It's not a good place to be to hate. We're not going to fix anything with hate. I want to be all like, we'll fix it all with love because that's some airy-fairy shit. That's going to be a massive part of it, but we've got to actually do stuff. Um, And I hope one of the reasons that you know that one of the reasons we turn up here every day is all of this, it'll lead to some solutions. This isn't just about going, yeah, this is all shit. We're going to do something. We're, we're doing something. Conversations are happening and there's no promises, but we're trying. And I know yous are trying too. And if we pull together, we're going to achieve stuff. And maybe it's even like get some people out. Like all this for me, right, is just about getting food in people's bellies. I couldn't give a fuck about politics, but you've got to engage with it, sadly. So we'll take some like general reaction from people who are far more qualified than I am to talk about what this means. Richard Murphy, start with th- that guy. One StreamYard allows it. So Richard Murphy, increasing spending on a pubic. Huh? He was t- trying to get that out quickly. We'll forgive him. Public services by less than the rate of growth in the economy means real, real cuts when compared to need. This is absurd when those services are already stressed beyond reasonable limits. Um, Richard Murphy's a professor of economics, by the way, for those who don't know. I reference him quite a bit. Prem Seeker, um, he's a Labour Lord in the House of Lords, of course. Autumn Statement, personal allowance and income tax thresholds frozen until 2028. So tax and national insurance increased for everyone by stealth. Woo! Huzzah! What a belter. What else? Richard Murphy, there's nothing in this budget that should in any way reassure markets about the UK economy. This is a budget to deliver a recession. Great. (laughs) The hope. Right, this is Ben Sarango, and he is from the Institute for Fiscal Studies. So the Office for Budgetary Responsibility expects CPI inflation to be more than 7% next year. The Chancellor has confirmed he is sticking to his cash spending plans for the next two years, which are predicated on pay awards of 2% per year. Another 5% real-term pay cut for public sector sector workers on the way, question mark, he says. Interesting when you interrogate this stuff like. Richard Murphy, Hunt says he will invest $2.3 billion a year extra in education, which is nothing like enough to deal with the funding crisis it is already in. A hopeless deal for our children. Thanks, Jeremy. NHS budget increased by Hunt by $3.3 billion for the next two years, little more than 2% and hopelessly inadequate to pay staff the rewards they are fairly owed. Right, Richard Murphy sta- saying this, whereas Hunt in his statement referenced the chief executive of the NHS saying that this was adequate for them to do what they need to do. Which is it? I'm more inclined to believe Richard Murphy, actually. Um, look into it if you want to know why. Prem Seeker. Autumn statement, Hunt wants to public service and NHS to find efficiencies. That is cut in real terms. He appointed former Labour Health Secretary Patricia Hewitt to wield the axe. NHS funding to increase by 3.3 billion social care, 4.7 billion, but inflation is around 14%, so real cut. Patricia Hewitt there, I mean, please look at the stuff we've been doing on uh, Labour and the NHS. Um, we've got a whole folder on should you vote for Labour? And there you will find stuff about Patricia Hewitt within. Right, a few more comments, shall we? Um, Stephen Eatman is saying, 
the, the Bristol guys I want anyone thinking they're well above the bread line properly absolutely none of us I say none of us and I tell you what it is I wonder how many people who are sneering at people on these Brexit or these benefits Britain programs right that came out which was a shocker like during the probably still going on but it was one of the reasons I stopped watching the box how many people sneering at people on there are being sneered at now I'd like to know I wonder if anybody's done any kind of sneer study but I guarantee you there'll be some and I hope it humbled you because you shouldn't have to experience it like experience empathy Fucking facts, man. Zoe's saying, Hunt blames global events, but we all know it's 12 years of Tory rule. Just on that, here's the OBR, Office for Budgetary Responsibility. Eight years of living standards growth wiped out. As Hunt sat down, the Office for Budget Responsibility released its latest economic and fiscal outlook. It's grim. Hooray. The ONS says that despite the new support with energy bills, living standards are going to fall by 7% over the next two years. That's a dire outcome, wiping out eight years of growth. Oh, here we go again, man. Right. Eight years of growth for who? For who? Like, it's been austerity every day for us, even before bloody austerity, man. So anyway, the OBR says over 100 billion of additional fiscal support over the next two years cushions the blow of higher energy prices. But the economy still falls into recession and living standards fall 7% over two years, wiping out eight years growth over the medium term, around 40 billion in tax rises and spending cuts in roughly equal measure offsets higher debt, interest and welfare costs and gets debt fallen as a share of GDP. Um, also, I'd just like to get a medal for narration as one of the dogs ran into the room while I'm recording, which is a massive no-no. The heads will roll after this, trust me. <laughs> so, what are you saying? Absolutely crazy, isn't it? So, Monsieur Marshall says, austerity is new speak for class war, make no mistake. Trust me, man, I'm not right there with you on that. Jacqueline is saying, what about the private sector of renting? What caps will private landlords be subject to? Um, I don't know, Jacqueline. Um, obviously, we put this together like as the statement was happening, so we'll interrogate it a bit more later. One of the things that I just want to actually point out, um, it's a, a bit of a... <laughs> An interest. If anybody's got an interest in client journalism, this is the Daily Express. Uh, D-Day for UK hunts fair and honest plan to fix future. But when Trust did this with Quartang not so long ago, Trust tax cut plan only way to rescue economy. So they were saying then tax cuts were the only way to rescue the economy, whereas now tax rises are happening ostensibly and that's all the way to go just this is this is what i'm saying and this is why you have people repeating all of this kind of shit because people just don't remember and it was a few weeks ago because there's so much going on absolutely mad all this isn't it anyway let's have a look if i can get Streamyard to actually bloody scroll here we are um, this is what he what he said about a safety net. 
Now look at what he's saying here in the context of everything that we're interrogating together here. Check this out. Department for Work and Department for Work and Pensions has a critical role in supporting people into work, and I am proud to live in a country with one of the most comprehensive safety nets anywhere in the world. Is this country a one with comprehensive? So if it's comprehensive, comprehensive means like 360 degrees, it's all covered. So is it comprehensive that your man in Bristol there, single dad with his kids, is he comprehensively being looked after? Is he? Is he comprehensively being given opportunities to progress his life alongside and with his kids? Is he? No, he is not. Not at all. I'm going to see, right? I'm just going to flick through this, see if I can find you um, something that demonstrates this really clearly. And it's something that Carlos pointed out earlier. BBC News. Two-year-old boy Awab Ishak died after being exposed to mould in his home with coroner saying this must be defining moment for housing sector. And so this... The boy's father, Faisal Abdullah, first reported the mould problems to Rochdale Borough Wide Housing in 2017. They told him to paint over it. Abdullah raised the problem repeatedly over the subsequent three years, and the family were crying out for help. Their lawyer said, as Awab's health deteriorated, the health visitor wrote to RBH twice and was similarly disregarded. Now, by no means it's bad, but the, we've been hammering the housing association to try and get this door sorted for my parents for a fucking year. Water leaking in. Fucking moldy like floorboards a result. Fuck all getting done. And who do you even like complain to in a timely fashion? I know the ombudsman. I've complained to them before about it. My parents have worked all their fucking lives and they've paid into the system. Get them a door today. A year, like on the day they report it. Within a week, a fucking year, and that's like not even the worst. Like this is all personal shit to people who like had to grow up this way, man. But get this right, get this. I don't know if you've seen what's happened in Canada, right? Um, this had me in bits. Check this out. Applied for medically assisted dying, known as MAID. He lives in constant agony due to a back injury, but has started the process for end of life because his rooming house is up for sale and he can't find anywhere else to live that he can afford. He barely survives on Ontario disability support payments, which are just over $1,200 a month. He doesn't want to die, but being homeless is not an option. I know in my present health condition, I would survive it anyway. Farsud meets the criteria for MAID, physical suffering due to disability that cannot be relieved. His doctor, who knows Farsud's real reason for MAID is his fear of being homeless, signed off on the application in August. Farsud needs a second to do the same. There's a 90-day waiting period. He believes he could potentially access MAID in about a month. I don't wish to be dead, um, even with the pain, even with the meds. Um, I still want to be here. Thanks, neoliberalism. So, how long until that's coming to us? You, you man there, like, he doesn't want to die. But society in Canada there isn't providing him with the support that he needs. It isn't providing him with the dignity that he requires. What it's providing them is 
an ability to like kill himself via the state and do it legally. Now, I'm for um, assisted dying. I think, um, you know, um, I believe that people should have the right to um, end their own life. I um, lost a friend, more than one actually, to suicide. And I respect what he did. Like, sounds weird, but I respect his right to do what he did. Um, and that's been like a journey that uh, many people were called survivors of bereavement by suicide, like people who have lost people by suicide, because it is a very complex and um, individual bereavement to experience. There's a lot of anger and unanswered questions and things of that nature. Now, I'm not saying I wanted um, my friend to uh, be able to choose that, like assisted dying. What I what I wanted was for him not to be a casualty of austerity because he fucking was. Like he he couldn't get work because he's living on his own. That was it. He was able to like like he was able to like pay what he needed to pay, and that was over ten years ago, man. Imagine how much worse that is now for people. And ugh. this is very hard to talk about, obviously, but it, it's something that needs to be said. The analysis of this kind of shit and these budgets very rarely include um, personal testimony. And um, I think it's about time we started reporting and covering this stuff, which isn't numbers on the screen and how it affects the fucking economy. Fuck the economy. If your economy produces things like this, then it's evil. And it's about time we called it what it is. Anyway, please do comment, rate, and subscribe um, if you want to support our work, if you value um, the video content, the audio, my writing, anything of that nature. Please do support us via Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash cowdaily. Put up an um, absolute banger of a podcast yesterday, um, recorded during the time when I was seriously ill. Um, obviously, I'm coming out the back of it now, and it's a blessing, but I'm not taking it for granted like um jake hanrahan from popular front a war reporter absolutely love the guy he's one of your own and it's brilliant that working class people are out here doing doing what they're doing also um we're going to start banging out stuff um on there i'm going to start putting some writing and whatever on patreon and just build the community um and thank you to everybody who has also if you want to make a one-off contribution to work link in description for paypal good people um thanks for being here every day um, I'm absolutely knackered this week, but hopefully I'll get a good night's sleep tonight. I've, the last few nights was projectile vomit and just got a virus or something. So I'm just trying to manage this and I'll be back tomorrow, hopefully. Fingers crossed um, for a good night's sleep tonight for you as well. Love to you all. As ever, see you tomorrow. Ta-ra.